I'm gonna hit record, Luca Nation, because I only got I only got energy for you guys for one take today. That's that's one of those, and this is episode 888 of Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mai, and in Asian culture, this is an incredibly fortunate good luck number. And how much better than it could come on December 28th, the end of 2022? And my wish for all of you guys listening, and I mean, thanks to cardboard coaches, we have. Way more listens in the last few days, Cage. Uh, actually, record listens on YouTube. So everyone here knew. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, watching, supporting. Uh, I wish you guys all an amazing start to 2023. And if you're uh, if you're like me, and this last week, maybe two weeks, has been a struggle. It's cold. The nights, the days are long. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. One day at a time. One day at a time, everybody. I'm also very confused about what's going to happen in the market in 2023. We have some interesting programming I'm working on to maybe bring on hobby leaders so that they could share, you know, what they've seen and how they see this playing out. But I'm available. Reach out. If you are confused like me, that's absolutely okay. And hopefully we could take this journey in 2023 together one step at a time. So welcome to Luca Nation. Cage looks absolutely displeased, but he says, Andrew... Don't worry about my facial features. You gotta understand if kids, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes here. This one is throwing Legos at the other, and the other is making Play-Doh. So and you did one step at a time, you did one day at a time. You did like I mean, there was a whole bunch of like colloquialism. There was a whole bunch of, you know, like old television show titles thrown yep, in yep, there. Yep, yep. There was, I was a whole bunch in the of eighties and nineties. Which I like. I mean, I like it's a good way to kick off an episode. It's, it might be the best way to kick off an episode that and you playing hide and seek with your phone. Hello, peekaboo. I'm here. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I like it. I like the tone and tenor, right? Um, we, you know, we end 2022, December 28th. Why is December 28th sticking out by the time almost people, LeBron's birthday? By the time most people hear this, and just after your birthday, by the time most people hear this, the auction will be done. But December 28th, good luck to card porn. And the card porn team and all the items that are in the golden auction that ends tonight. Um, let's see what else. How about what? Good luck to everybody in that auction. Well, it's a card with fifty something items. It's a card porn auction. It's their whole every their single team. item in that auction. So there and there, yes, there's like a card. You can actually sort by the card porn auction, and then there's other items like the Banksies that are in there. But the vast majority of the items, either fifty one or fifty two items are actually delineated as like the cardboard memorabilia auction, which, it, you know, it's the whole team has contributed items to that. What else? December 20th. Why is that well, sticking out to me for Luca Nation? We want to bring in kids into the hobby. Is it yeah. time maybe 2023 we rebrand card porn to maybe card something else? Like there's kids in the hobby. Do you, do you think maybe changing that pseudonym makes sense in 2023? Well, I'll answer your question. December 28th just popped in my brain. Sim Sarna, if you're listening. Happy fifth wedding anniversary. I'm trying to think what else what comes after December 28th. Okay. So here we go. Ready? They're listeners, man. The people who listen. You say, hey, do we have to change card porn to a different name because they're, they're kids in the hobby? Let me ask you this because it's ask. been 888 episodes. Are there really kids in the hobby? Of course. Ian's in the hobby. I met him. He was, I did deals with him at the Philly show. And do you think that the phrase card porn offends him? No, because his dad is a psychopath who feeds him in a soda. McDonald's and Chick-fil-A for dinner, and they are New Yorkers. But Mac and cheese some, and hot dogs tonight. Maybe some classy people, maybe some class, 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 class. 
They might not like that. I mean, it's funny. I, I posted a lot of stuff, a lot of fun, you know, memes and videos and reels. And the, the commentary I get on it is it's interesting. It's, um, you know, soccer cards are alive and well. I do tons of business with high-end soccer cards across the world. And it's a naive take to think that people aren't spending all this money on soccer cards. Okay, right. no one told me kids are, are, are invested in soccer cards. I, I did a post about, um, about people who sit at shows and fill their binders. And the overarching response I get from that is baseball's dead. Baseball card collecting is dead. Those people who are shown in my video will soon be dead. And they probably <laughs> will die with them. Read the comments. It's really great. I, I think as of the time we're recording this, it's my first post ever with 500 likes. My breathy nice. post, right? My breathy post has 500 likes. So, if but, you show, but the, if you show a little skin, you'll, you'll blow through a thousand. Yeah, yeah. The comments are great though because it's like these people are going to die, and the hobby will die with it. And then you get a, like a lot of like you know, no one cares about Babe Ruth anymore. And in 20 years, these kids from today are not going to care about it at all. And then I'll post up. You know, another video about like, you know, box breaking and people are like, no one, no one cares. You know, like no one's breaking that. So I get the impression there's not that many kids in the hobby. The hobby is full of old people who collect and those are the collectors. And then there's like, you know, this, this 18 to 25 year old group you want to be in, but you're too old. But this group of 18 to 25 year olds that are the flippers, the investors, the people who came in and they bought Scotty Barnes. And uh, why does everyone think they know where I want to be? Why don't they just ask me? Well, no one. Knows some people think they want to be in bed with me. Some people think that I want to be a part of the twenty-five year olds. People who think they want to sleep with me. Everyone thinks they know what Andrew wants. It's clear why, why from yesterday's episode. You want to be at a RuPaul concert. That's what our that's what our audience has figured out. Our OGs know this, and if you stuck with <laughs> us this long, you know we're a little crazy. A little, you know, Cage. I mean, Cage one day will spill the beans on his upbringing. That's that's at a different level, but. In McGrimmy of a Ukrainian, so we're all a little crazy, but this dovetails amazingly into what I want to talk about today. I love it. Tesla. Who is talking about Tesla stock today? Because it was the hottest thing of the bubble, the COVID bubble. Elon's the richest person in the world. Tesla's changing the world. Everybody and the retail investor was invested in Tesla. And that stock got as high as almost $1,000. It split. It was 400 bucks at its high. Today, that stock is down 70%. No one's talking about that stock. Now that Elon bought Twitter, there's actually this, like, um, they're trying to, uh, what is it? Uh, it's uh, like a smear campaign. Yeah, smear like campaign, like right? But if you actually just zoom out a little bit, Tesla is double the price that it was when COVID first started. Double okay. the price. So it's down 70% on the year. There's a smear campaign trying to get this guy out of the CEO of the company. And that stock is... 2x what it was when COVID started, but when, a lot of people when, bought in high, right? A lot of people bought in, you know, a thousand or at the post split 400, and those people are down, and those people are being the loud folks, right? I don't know who's being the loud folks, but it gave me a little bit of peace of mind to say, All right, it's happening everywhere, and if it's happening everywhere, this is what they call another cycle, and it's messy, it's dirty, there's a lot of poop slinging, right? We say uh, Twitter is where monkeys, monkeys uh, throw feces at each other, as Joe Rogan said. But at least we're not alone. It's the misery likes company type of thing. And it's like it, it gave me a feeling of peace that knowing that equities market, with, which have withstood the test of time, so to speak, are also experiencing something similar. I've noticed a phenomenon. 
And I think it's it's the people who bought in late, or it's the it's the that one you know one segment of people. By the way, I remember Tesla stock being twenty something dollars and crashing because I mean we're talking about sometime between thirteen and sixteen. Because I remember where I was working at the time, and they used to have televisions up that showed the stock market. Twenty eight dollars right? and fifty cents on March twentieth. Twenty eight fifty. Today yeah. it's hundred and twelve dollars. Well, the reason why I remember is George Clooney's Tesla got stuck on the side of the road and the news was all like killing it. Like if George Clooney can't even drive his car without a charge, this how what's the future of this company? I mean, we're talking nearly 10 years ago. I remember this stock, but to go to a thousand, it's pretty crazy. But so here's 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 my 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 fun, right? I've noticed this phenomenon. I think it's that at 18 to 25 or 30 year old or this new type of you know folks who maybe are a little underwater. I love this. Luca dropped 60, 20, 10, and I want to talk about it. We have had some guests on. We've had some interesting episodes, and we didn't – you know, it's funny. I wanted to talk about, about uh, the Joker dropping 40, 15, 15, and then Luca comes out and drops 60, 20, 10, and you're like, what the hell, you know? So – but last night, he dropped 60, 20, 10 in a crazy game. And by the way, yes, it went to overtime, but his stats were ridiculous just in regulation. I mean, he had over 50 points and 19 rebounds. Or, you know, he had that triple-double basically, you know, without – going to overtime the overtime was just you know more of the same gotten the 60 instead of i think 54 but um amazing stuff but here's what i saw after that game ended i saw a whole bunch of story posts about luca i saw luca did this luca 50 points luca luca's the best luca 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 and then three fourths four fifths whatever you want to say of the people who posted that their next story was the Luca card they have that's available. It's, uh, it's, it's monkey see, monkey do, right? Think about what uh, propelled the GameStop and AMC craze. It was retail investors banding together and creating hype with whatever, you know what I mean? It, it's yep. that same principle. It's, hey, this worked before. It's, hey, when we created hype by posting on social media about X guy, he went up. It's not working. No one's buying so, I mean, I didn't see whether or not anything sold, but I just think it's, you know, it's it's one of those things, guys. The first thing I wanted to do was come on and do an episode when I saw it. Seriously, I just wanted to come on and do it. I was going to do face-to-camera video, but it was late. You know, the games, they, 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 they end late. But we get to do the episode now, and what I say to you is, is it's not Aaron Judge, right? Oh, sell now. He's doing great. Don't, you know, sell your interest. It's not sell your, your field. It's not that. It's the other end of that. It's... Keep your emotions in check. On those, it was the emotions. If you were holding a Jalen Hurts card to say he's going to win, he's going to be great, he's going to go, and look at all the things he's going to do, and everything is fantastic, right? So you hold on to it. You don't listen to Cage, and you don't sell. You don't sell your Aaron Judge, right? You don't sell your Justin Fields. I hope some of you sold Justin Fields. You don't sell your Jalen Hurts. I hope some of you sold your all of those, right? You don't sell your Tua because you think, wow, it's going to be great. I'm holding. I'm awesome. Here's the opposite. Be smart enough to put your emotions in check right after Luca has that crazy game. Don't be the person who pulls the trigger right after that game. Right? Because notice, everybody wants you to. As a matter of fact, they're leading you down the path to pull your trigger, to play on the emotions, as Andrew's talking about. You'll see a million posts from people. Hell, I saw Investicard do a post. Sorry, Eddie, but I saw a post. Investicard. I know Eddie has Luca cards that he's probably underwater in, and he's probably going to try to move them. But what happens there is huge game, right? Huge performance, and boom, 
posts about Luca. Luca just dropped 60 points. Is Luca the MVP? Is Luca going to do this again? Luca's taking that next step. Luca, 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 Luca. Puka. And you've bought your Luca. And next week, you're going to be like, wow, I really wish I wasn't that emotional. I really wish I didn't right. like, double down at that moment because I probably could have bought it now. Or let's be honest, right? I love Luca. But is Luca going to win this year? Exactly. I, that's that's where I go with it. Like he's going to have these types of games once, two, four times a year, which, by the way, kind of gives you a little bit of confidence uh, in your investment or in your purchase because there will be future exits. You know what I mean? Correct. But in terms of nothing's changed, not nothing's changed with him. Uh, the team is not on a better path. If anything, the team's on a worse path. Now yeah, look what he see- look what he had to do to beat the Knicks. Anybody think the Knicks oh, are a great team? Look at he, he basically had and to. Barrett pull you know uh he had to pull a rabbit out of his butt he had to pull you know chris that's out of his butt and do a magic trick just to tie that game up that of those... and rj who rj i think is pretty terrible but yeah i'm 100 with you he's incredible though i'm, I'm surprised Thibs didn't double him Thibodeau Th- Th- is a very weird coach i gotta tell you like yeah he's a weird coach I, I, he doesn't send a double to him the guy's going off for 60 uh he doesn't give young guys time you now that Brunson and RJ Barrett were out. Do you see Quentin Grimes went off? Yeah, he had a great game. Cam Reddit, you have all this young talent. He doesn't play him. He's, Sometimes he's, he doesn't even let them play. Like I'll yeah. see, I'll watch a Nick game. There's like eight total people in the game, and you're like, why? What happened here? Why? Why are all these you know coaches' decision DNPs? Weird. I, I don't get him. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I will say though, if you think about collecting as sort of building like a mutual fund or a portfolio, you should have a Luca card in your portfolio. Oh, and I agree with that. And by the way, I would like to purchase Luca at some point in time. And, you know, the cards have come down and, you know, I don't know exactly which one to buy. And, you know, I like right. watching those games. It's fun. I think he will improve. He's still so young. My point is not don't buy Luca. My point is not sell Luca. My point is don't be the person who buys on impulse, on emotion right after that 60 point game, right? Because that's what folks are counting on. They're counting I, I on love, you to be their liquidity, you know? I love the Spinatron's Luca, the personal edition one. That's kind of cool. Did you see the, the photo? Mm-mm. It was uh, an immaculate that he signed, but on the back they stamp it personal edition. It's like the cards that the that The, that the he player gets worth. to keep? Oh, yeah, cool. That's, that's way cooler for me. I would say the two Luca cards that I love, it's either like, like that, like an immaculate auto. Uh, but the one I really love is Optic Blue. Optic Blue Auto. Th- that's my favorite card of his. And that's got you know that's 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 attainable. It is it's a three, four, five thousand dollar card. I'd have to check. I don't know the card off the top of my head. An attainable card. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't come on here and be like buy vintage, vintage, vintage. I actually saw um, there's a deep value investor, Brent, his name. You know, I, I saw him make a post on how you know low grade vintage is a bubble. You know, I mean, you can you know you can look at any chart really and talk about it. You know, that Tesla thing you talk about. You know, there's no real shortage of, you know, fourth and fifth and sixth year Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, and PSA one and two, but they've all kind of gone up a little bit, you know. And you know, it's I don't want to buy. It's scary to buy vintage non-rookie. You know, it's hard to know what to look for. It's hard to know the price point to buy in. Uh, vintage is a whole new game, man. I, I um, soccer vintage, I could understand because I know I, I do know the legends a bit more, and it's a little bit more attainable. But I'd be scared buying it. Willie Mays, you know, fourth, fifth year. And, uh, you know, a five. is I don't know what to look for. I don't know the right price point. So let me ask you. Put on your young kid hat. I'm not going to put you in a category, but your young kid hat on. Does Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, 
the guys who we consider the you know the bellwether, you know vintage baseball players, do they stand the test of time? There's a come a point in time where in 20 years people are like, I don't know why anybody was ever buying those guys. Talk to me. Yeah, why? I think I think it's because we think because Luca has a card and Willie Mays has a card, they're both cards. But um, actually, so there's this company called Masterworks. Apparently, it's like fractional investing for mm-hmm. art, and the. They put out research. You can go take a look, and it talks about how art is not usually and fine art, really, really rare art, is not correlated to stock market and all that. It's more of a store of value in a lot of ways. And why is it a store of value? Break that down. And uh, Kobe East Coast came on our show and talked about this. He says, "I buy cards knowing that there will be a buyer in the future," and that's really subtle. So obviously, you could go up to ninety nine point nine percent of people on the street and ask them, "Do they know who Willie Mays is?" Maybe they won't know in twenty years. But there will be a pocket of people with money in their pockets who could buy that Willie Mays card. Whereas you'll go up to people on the street, like you said, in Argentina and say, do you know who Messi is? Yeah, but they don't own a single card. So. I mean, do the vintage cards become a, a kind of a different asset category? You know, do they become something that is valuable, not because of the player, but because of the scarcity, because of the history, because of, I mean, sort of like art, right? You know, Andy Warhol became much more collectible, much more valuable. Pablo Picasso, you know, is collectible. You know, I mean, these these, you know, these these pieces of art, they've been around for a long time, right? And other artists, you know, grow to popularity and grow to stardom and, and increase the value of what you know what their artwork is is worth. I mean, there are cards from the 1800s of players that I mean, no one is alive who watched them play. I mean, look at the values, and no, it's not. No one is alive who watched them play. Yeah, so like, like no one's alive right now who watched them play. No one saw, you know, King Kelly play. You know, nobody saw. You know, you can get an eighteen eighty seven card of King Kelly. Okay. No one saw Cap Anson play. You know what I mean? They, they played in the eighteen eighties. But what about right? Jim Brown? Like, that's an iconic card. So, so I guess what I'm saying is those cards still have value. No one knows about them in school. No kids know them. I mean, I wasn't raised knowing who they were, but I was raised Mickey Mantle, right? I was raised, excuse me, I was raised in the 80s, and, and my dad was Mickey Mantle or Duke Snyder. And when I did research in the hobby, I said, all right, well, all right, I want Ricky Henderson's rookie card. But if I go back a little bit further, I want Mickey Mantle. If I go back a little further than that, I want Ty Cobb. I want Babe Ruth. I want the you know the greats. You're the putting art. them all together, but I actually will say that your Montana ten, your Rice mm-hmm. ten, your Henderson ten, those are investments. That's you buying Verizon stock, and you buy it in that PSA ten because you trust that holder for yep. value. But then you go back and you buy a Gaudi and you put that in Ian's collection. That's not an investment. That's a store of value. You know. By the way, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think what you just said right there, I think is 100 percent right. You would probably expect me to argue with you. But I think they're a different, different category. I think that's you're, a you're actually category. too agreeable. It's a little bit annoying. On my New Year's resolution, <laughs> I'd like for you to argue and believe me more, and also make drastic assumptions about my my personal life. No, I think that's a. I think that. Well, I mean, come on, you came in here with some crazy, crazy talk about like you know people in the hobby and whatnot. But hey, it is what it is. It gets dark at five p.m. We live in a house of seven people. One's a baby. Every someone's sick at all times here. Yeah. Okay. I'm not in my home. You days. shouldn't call yourself a baby though. <laughs> oh, I miss Florida so bad. I miss warm weather so much. I don't You're going back in a couple in, days. And you'll market. miss your family. Then I'm yeah, just planning for 2023, taking care of our team, taking care of our listeners, working with partners who apparently decided this week is an off week. Yes. 
everybody's off this week. It is a completely off week. Is the hobby a little like? How's the work ethic of the hobby like collectively? Like it's a hobby. It? It's supposed to be a hobby. And what's funny is, you know, now we call it the industry, the business. But I, I'm pretty sure, listen, don't get me wrong. There are people who hustle like crazy in a hobby, right? You can see yeah, it. For sure. But it, it's a hobby that people have turned into a business. It's a hobby that people went to to escape from their nine to five. Not because they felt like they wanted to work their butts off doing it. I'm sure they thought it was going to be easier than the nine to five. You see the people who did their NFT stuff, right? And it's like, I'm quitting my nine to five to go do NFTs full time. Why? Not because they thought they were going to work twice as hard doing it, I'm sure. So, yeah, there are people in the hobby who work. I'm sure, you know, owning an LCS is not the easiest thing in the world. No. You know what I mean? I'm sure, you know, you talked to Black Jaded Wolf. I, she, you got the week off this week, Black Jaded Wolf. So, <laughs> the no cyclicality of the market makes it really tough. The unpredictability. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. 100%. But, like, so, you I mean, travel, like, at the Dallas Showcage, I was thinking the best business is uh, a food truck. A food truck that posts right, up. Park at, right in the middle. No, I mean, dude, they, <laughs> they stopped their business early, even though there's still people inside. Like, we already made our money. Yeah. They're like, here's, here, they gave me two water bottles. Like, we did so good. One food truck. So, like, they not? You, could, you could predict that people are going to go to a show and eat, but you don't know if they're going to buy. You don't know what they're going to buy. And that's a little bit difficult, that uncertainty. And I then mean, add on economic, macroeconomic uncertainty. Smart consumers, though, who listen to the right podcast know to bring a battery charger and a sandwich. <laughs> they wouldn't have had to have gone to the food truck because they would have been walking around with this warm, gross sandwich in their Zion case. That's the I, kind of hard-hitting I, stuff the other podcasts will give you. Battery chargers and sandwiches. But listen, so, so on the work ethic of the hobby, you can't blame anybody who's in the hobby for taking this week off, right? Because one, there's not all shows. Two, I'm sure the lead-up to Christmas and to these holidays was probably a lot for folks. You know, stores were probably hopping, a lot of business being done, a lot of gifts being bought, a lot of, you know, shows to end the yeah. year and, and do that stuff. You know, I'm sure everybody gets to kind of like ride it out this end of the year, which is why the awards are so important, guys. Make sure you vote. Make sure you give you two cents on the Lucidation Awards. They have taken on a life of their own. I've gotten some, some very interesting <laughs> comments about this. <laughs> the comments are great. The comments are great. Yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is. So to the stats, is Jokic your MVP? It's so it's dude parody is such a, so annoying because up until like Luca went off for sixty yeah but then Luca goes I, I guarantee you Tatum's gonna have a huge game this year I I think Jalen Brown might have a sixty point game this year like it's um really interesting time in the NBA where there's so many good players that they almost take away from collectability but in my opinion Jokic is the MVP and something I sent the cage this weekend I asked him cage how many cards do you think are on PWCC this week? Uh, how many Jokic cards do you think are selling on PWCC weekly this week? And he said six. And it was zero. How many Luke cards are selling in the auction this week? 65. And that's without me even checking if any of them flashed. And it's just interesting, man. Like, it's 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 very difficult to get a really nice Jokic card. You know, uh, Chris Hodge owns the Jokic Black one-of-one prism? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know where that card is. Okay, there's a probably, you know, 10, 9, 5, Jokic gold. Jokic didn't have a patch auto either. So, like, he does not have very many cards, and you don't see a lot of them in the auction, in the weekly auctions, where at the same time, his second, third, fifth year immaculate or uh, patch autos, game-worn patch autos, are, like, only a few hundred bucks, Cage. Yep. So he's he's a very attainable guy for going for 3 P. There are some things, like, typically media who votes on the MVP award – 
doesn't give a three-peat to someone, a three-time MVP in a row without winning a championship. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. What are you saying with that? I think Durant deserves to be in the conversation with their nine-game winning streak, and he's just playing lights out and shooting as well as he ever has with coming off an Achilles. But media doesn't love Durant. So it's it's so hard, Cage. And here's here's what's going to happen. They say basketball is a game of runs. The season has also been a game of runs, right? It depends where you snapshot it. And we're not even halfway through. So yep. I think with the conversation, we'll get a lot more clarity and we'll be able to narrow it down to five, to three in March. I think that's going to be a better time. So I think actually sitting on the sidelines and being patient is your friend at this point. So so Luca had 60-20-10. I love that we're talking about the big man. We're talking about Jokic. Um, they play the same way, though, Cage. 20 – no, no, 18 points, 16 rebounds – 10 assists and 11 blocks. Who did that? Hakeem. Hakeem. Hakeem on. That's a, what do you call it? A what? Quadruple double. A quadruple double. Thank you for the assist, my friend. So we watched today some highlights of Hakeem on in regulation game going 18, 16, 10, 11, 11 blocks. Uh, I think it was against the Sonics. Um, and just dominant out there. 11 blocks, a quadruple double. And, you know, look like a man amongst boys, you know, assists, creating, you know, the announcers were calling him like, you know, having the move of a guard, you know, creating space for three point shots and, you know, just just being as dominant as, as you could be. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I, I just spent more time on Akeem Olajuwon than anyone in the hobby will. And I just I fear that the Joker is great. Right, what we're seeing there is a style and a type of play that we may have never have seen before. I mean, yes, a quadruple double is great, but this dude's putting up 40, 15, 15. Like, you know, he's, he's putting up these huge games. His passing is crisp for a dude that big. I mean, his, his court vision is amazing. But I think people have seen that Shaq is amazing. But his cards don't sell. You haven't seen Jokic's ceiling, is what I think the question is. Like, for example, I'll tell you something. Obviously, he can win a championship, but you know how he started dressing up in a suit now? Yeah. Like, he's like, it's a business. You got to understand, some of these guys are not LeBron, where they think that they're going to be the king from 18, right? Some of these guys right. grow into stardom, yep. and it's a bit new. So, you could maybe start performing on the court, but you still are a little bit, the, the newfound stardom is new to them, and you start to kind of develop and learn. Add that with he's 28, I think 27 years old. He he has a quite some 27 years old. He has 10 years left, Cage. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna do great things. Like, what he, do you think his ceiling is? Top side ceiling. Tim Duncan? Bunch nah. of championships. Um MVPs, defensive player of the year type stuff. I think he'll win one. So not even as high as Duncan. Shaq? Well not as not as high as Shaq. Well, what are you measuring by stats, individual performance? Uh, or and I'm just by comparison. Give me Dude, a comparison. Shaq was with Kobe and then with Dwayne Wade. Like Shaq, you, you, uh, yeah. luck of the draw matters. Like Michael Porter, Jesus ain't uh, that. I guy. would he say can... I would say Kobe was with Shaq in the beginning. I mean, sure, Shaq was it's... a beast. But yeah, I get you. But just yeah, talent-wise, stats, championships, just however you want to do it, right? Without getting into I think he's this generation's well. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to break the same a lot as of Wilt. Records. You think he's a this generation's well? You got to remember, Wilt wasn't like the NBA now. So. What, what, Wilt was amazing, but the worst guy in the league was so bad. Versus now, Jokic is amazing, but the worst guy in the league is still fantastic. I think the difference with Wilt was he was so far and above number two. 
Yeah, especially fair. from a stat perspective, right? Where you yeah. know why I wouldn't say the Joker is that is because he's not so clear and above all the other guys from a stat. They're all so good. That's the crazy thing. They're all so freaking good. I mean, my my problem with him is, I mean, unless he's Wilt, which you know, Wilt, like, but but even if I mean, I think part of what holds the pricing down on him is that everybody who has come in in this basketball boom knows that there is a cap on the upside for big men. They're just not collecting. He's averaging 25, Hmm? 11 rebounds, 9.5 assists on 62% shooting. That's that's It's amazing stats, but we're talking about his cards. Remember, you made the statement, hey, how many of his cards are for sale? And I, Why I compare him to Lotus because of those numbers. Right, and that's fine, right? So how many of his cards are for sale? Part of it is the year. But like there weren't as many made his rookie year as there were Luca or even Zion or any of these. But part of it is I don't think people who own his cards want to sell them because there's no appreciation for the fact that he should be a three-time MVP this year with right. the stats. I, I'm not it. arguing his stats. His stats are amazing. He is fantastic. Maybe the the maybe you might not have ever seen anybody play the game the way he's playing it at that level at that position. No taking away anything from him. I think he right now is the front runner for the MVP. The problem is you're right. They probably won't give it to him because it's the third straight year and he's not going to smell a championship this year. That said, I think part of the reason is people who hold his cards hold his cards and know that if I put it in a PWCC weekly auction, I'm not going to get any kind of a, a premium on it at all. Do you think it's that? I actually thought that maybe they got it for such a good price that they they it's that thing. It's part like, of it. They're collectors. It. I'd rather keep it than sell it. Like I, I'd rather, like I, his prices have been so consistently low even after winning two MVPs. Where yeah. you're like, I, I can't get this card back for that price, and I kind of don't want to give it up. And because of that, you also are not going to be able to. You're not going to see people chasing his stuff. You're not going to see like, oh, wow, you know, like, look, this guy's three-time MVP this year. I could buy it now and hold it for next year. So that's, I think, part of the problem. It Look, you can't change history. People don't – they said it, you know, people don't collect goalies in hockey. I don't know if you know this. I'm getting really – it's into the hockey, right? People don't collect goalies in soccer, right? Soccer goalies are not the collectible one. People don't collect catchers in baseball. They don't. They could be be the best catcher in the world, Yogi Berra. With more championships than who the hell knows, you know, MVPs and the whole nine yards. No one cares about catchers in baseball. It's the same they don't for centers. centers. It's so funny though, because in my eyes, and I know he's listed as center, him and Luca play the game almost. They look like big men. Big men. Big men. Right. Yeah. You know? It's, well, it's because a lot of it is. is they don't have longevity. They usually have a a a a more finite um you know prime where even when they're great, they're great for two to four or five years. And then the beginning and end of their careers are them trying to find a jump shot, you know, then losing that jump shot and just using up the fouls. I mean, look at Shaq. The end of his career is kind of a joke. It's just how many jerseys can you wear, right? I know. It sucked. Uh, but but he's, he's making up for it. I'll tell you, the jokish card I won is when he body-checked Markeith Morris, like a Panini <laughs> Instant type of card. That'd be cool. And then a few of them signed. I'm going to give you a, an applause here because you've talked about this play a bunch of times. And this is the first time you didn't call them the Markeith brothers. <laughs> uh, football season Her, Herb, there's an amazing uh, Herbert one of one cracked ice in this week's weekly auction, we'll go over that in a bit but uh, or on Saturday, but thoughts on football? Herbie's in the playoffs two weeks well, left, already, already yeah. clinched wow, how did that happen? they, they went on a tear? A lot, a lot of the AFC teams lost a lot of, a lot of, you know, I mean Jets lost and, 
you know, the, uh, the Raiders lost and just any team that could really catch them, you know, had, uh, had an interesting week. And I'm pretty sure, what are they, nine and six? Um, um, uh, you know, they, they have tough season, tough season. And he was injured for a little bit of it. You know, he had that rib issue and the whole deal, you know, they fought through it. My problem with him is their defense can't stop anybody. Their defense I saw, is just not I saw good. Sad that he's undefeated if the defense holds the other team to under 27 points. And I was <laughs> like, I'd hope so, right? Like, because, well, or yeah. that shows how bad the defense is if that's how high the number is. Right. If they hold him under 27, like if but they hold him under 14. Right. If they hold him under 27, he'll find a way to get him at least the amount of points that he needs to win the game. Something like that, you know? They have a great kicker. If I were collecting kicker cards, another another that you can't. Who is um, it? His, he's a rookie. His last name is Dicker. He's Dicker the Kicker. I'm not kidding. So that's another PC. We're going to start building Dicker the Kicker um, cards from the Chargers. This is why I love cards, man. 888 episodes in, I could still come up with Dicker the Dicker Kicker. Dicker the Kicker, Fuckface, uh, Billy Ray. That's the bat. That's the bat. Yeah, that's oh. uh, the fun stuff. No, but like I mean, Kobe listen. Santa Claus, game worn, not game worn. Talked about that, right? I mean, uh, but the, you know, sports give you a lot of fun stuff, right? I mean, you know, a Raider fan here, you know, if you haven't heard yet, dust off your Jared Stidham cards. You know, he'll be he'll be wearing a Patriots jersey and his rookie stuff. Everybody was like, Stidham could be the next Tom Brady, and then Mac Jones came. Well, Derek Carr is benched for the final two games of the season, and the Raiders are but going that's with just, Jared that's, Stidham. That's just to see what he's capable of, right? Like, that's not like – I mean, what's before the, last he, week, he was capable of nothing. Now he's actually going to see a field. And, you know, right. I mean, there are players. Look at Matt Flynn, who had that one game for the Packers to end the season and wound up getting a huge contract out of it. You know, I mean, all it takes is somebody to get an eye on you and think, wow, you know, all right, this guy can actually do it at his level. Instead of, you know, he's been all right in, in, you know, in the times that I've seen him play. It's just another one of those, you know, you talked about it. Give me a, a release from Panini that's just backup quarterbacks. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> you know, like, I can't believe that Washington went to uh, Wentz. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of fun. I mean, Foles played this week. Wentz. Yeah, but they have no one else to go to. Like, actually, like, Taylor Heineck, he's play, played well. Like, he's put that team in a contention. You go to Wentz. Like, you know what Wentz is. I think it's, the Colts are going to sign Derek Carr because that's what I, the Colts do. I never realized how much Cage uh, – the importance of a starting QB and how hard they are to find. I, I never realized it. So, it was two years ago. Um, the Jets – I think they played the Colts at the end of the season. It was one of those meaningless games where you're like, tank. Tank for the pick. And they're like, we don't tank. You know, you go out there, you win the game, you win the game. And because they won that meaningless, insignificant game, the Jets ended up with Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence. Think about that for a second. Okay, that's, that's football, right? That's, you know, the, the starting quarterback is... He but how do they miss? Like, scouts, it's their only job to, is to find a good quarterback. How do they miss so bad on them? I mean, Zach Wilson, if we're really going to go down that road, I think they fell in love with one cross-body throw that he made at Pro Day, and they're like, this guy can do it. And, you know, that's not the way you are supposed to scout. And, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, since he got into college, was going to be the number one pick. Like, you know, you know what you're getting there. Um, and they're a quarterback. Are you a believer in T-Law? Are you, are you, I am. Like, I am. I really? Just, yeah, I am. I don't, I don't know that he's able to win with Jacksonville. The AFC is too damn good. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's really turned that team around. You know, he reminds me of, uh, 
Who's a good? Everybody wants NBA comparisons. He reminds me of of Jaws last year with the Grizzlies, right? Seriously, because it's a young team. He's putting young players together. Desmond Bain is sort of like your Travis Etienne, right? He doesn't really have too many great, you know, other pieces around, but it's role players, and he's squeezing the most out of them. And it's a young team with young players, a uh, good coach. And they overperformed a little bit where the year before that, that no one expected anything out of them. The real test is going to be, and it is for Ja this year too, can you build on what you did last year? And you saw Ja's stuff come down a little bit. You know, who knows what's going to happen. There's a lot of parity in the league. Next year, we're going to have to see um, whether or not, because I, I don't expect a playoff run. For the Jaguars, I think they're not eliminated yet. I'm pretty sure they're still alive, you know, to make the playoffs potentially. Um, but playoffs? I doubt playoffs. I don't know that they make it. The AFC, the bottom of that AFC, with the expansion to a seventh team that can get into the playoffs, it makes it a little foggy. I think the Raiders are still alive mathematically. Um, so a lot of stuff will shake out. But the point is, he no, has Jags are in fourth, dude. No, the fourth is a division leader. They're not winning their division. They are. Yeah, they're in first place. They're ahead the of the Jets. Titans. So they're, are they have the same record as the Titans? Titans lost this past week. So they have the same record? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, they would have to hold on and win that division to, to get in there. I don't know whether or not they can get a wild card. Um, we'll see. Seven the point and is, eight. That's yeah, so that's nasty, the thing. Dude. Same thing. But look look at look at the Bucks. I mean, yes, look at nasty. look at the NFC. Also, I mean, like the the fourth seed. <laughs> if you're getting into the playoffs, you want you want the five seed because you get to play that fourth seed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want you want to be able to play that the Bucks or the Titans or Jags or River actually escapes. But the the point is whether he makes the playoffs or not. You know, if he does, there'll likely be an early exit. If he doesn't make the playoffs, he's already done more with that team than people have expected coming off of last year. Um, and next year will be a big year for him. I expect people to, you know, invest in him, expecting continued progression. I do believe, you know, that he has done that. We'll see what happens. Ja is great. He's a high flyer. He's a highlight reel. I don't know whether that team has it. They think they do. I mean, that team thinks they're the Golden State Warriors already. They can win, you know, five of the next ten championships. But there should be a stat. I know there's like defensive efficiency and all that. There should just be a stat like how many points are scored against you, because the, this is where you have to watch the games. Jal gives you 35, but he'll let the other player score 40 on his ass. And people don't realize that unless – because that's not on the box score anywhere, right? Yep. They just see his highlight dunks and they uh, – It's like Trey. And I, yeah. And, and people say that about Luca, but Luca actually is a pretty good defender despite his defensive uh, metrics. He just – he's a big body, and he, and he puts his hands out. Let me read you the the uh, what, matchups, and then we'll wrap with this, okay? Because they're really good in the AFC. Bills have the bye. Obviously, there's still a game between the Bills and the, and the Bengals, so that's a really interesting game. One. Huge game this week. So you have Kansas City versus the Dolphins. Tyreek versus Mahomes. They got a little reunion there. Bengals, Chargers. And concussion protocol again for uh, for Tua. He shouldn't. He probably shouldn't be allowed to play the rest of the year, like honestly. Because uh, honestly, it's really bad to hit the back of your head as well. That's the, probably the scariest part. Um, my grandma actually told me that. Chargers, Bengals, three versus six. Herbert versus uh, Burrow. Herbert, and you Burrow. got the Jags. Jags versus the Ravens. And the that's NFC's. a big one too. Jags, Ravens, big too. That's a big one. I mean, and, is it Jags, Ravens? That's that's the way we would end. So they, they don't play each other right now. I think the it, Steelers are still alive. They play the Ravens this week. I think, although the Ravens, I think uh, the Ravens clinched a playoff spot this past week also. 
a lot of playoff starts. Now you have that, you know, like I said, 14 of these teams are going to get in. They're actually, they're actually, you know, what normally follows an expansion of the playoffs is an expansion of the league. I bet you they'll up it to 32 teams soon. That's kind of, you know, the first step in expansion of the league is expansion of the playoffs usually. So if the 14 teams works, watch, you'll, you'll get a couple more teams in the NFL soon. It'll be interesting. Right. Luca Nation, we're going to bring back one of your favorite segments, but we're going to do it in an interesting manner, and I'll, I'll plug this a few times. It will be a Coffee with Cage episode, but we're only going to do three questions on that episode, okay? So you have two ways to submit a question. You can put it in the comments right here on YouTube, or you could just email me the question, I am Goldberg at gmail.com. Feature three questions. It will be Ask Cage, and uh, we'll do that probably on Fridays, but we'll still confirm that. Three questions. You'll get your questions answered. That'll be the whole episode. That's I miss those. Is. Those were a lot yeah. of fun, man. Yeah. We have a lot of ideas, and we have a small team. We don't have all of that funding from <laughs> Alex O'Hanahan. We get listen, and if you want to fund, then please call Andrew. He's always looking for funding. Yeah, um, we have to answer to people, and then they're like, "Hey, you really went off for twenty-one minutes." I mean, fun well, stuff going in, going into New Year here, guys. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's Wednesday is a Wednesday episode. You know, we have another PWCC. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll release that on Saturday night, New Year's um, Eve for the Sunday auction. We got a whatnot show this weekend to talk about NFL stuff. We got a lot of fun stuff coming down the pike. Um, anything else, man? No, I'm tallying up the votes. Tallying up the votes. The votes that's going to happen soon too. You guys are going to get awards announced. Thank you for everybody participating in that. I've tallied up the first week. We're going to make a post. It'll probably go out uh, Thursday or Friday. I think Friday. It's there tough, man. It's the holiday. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's of course, and you got a baby travel. in your house. You got, you know, old I, I and have firm. A baby in my house. There you go. Love you, Luca Nation. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mai. I wanted to tell you about a new service that we have starting as of today, and I'm really, really excited to bring it to you guys. So, as a part of our partnership with SGC, we got 50 free submissions every single month, and many of you have taken advantage of that. And it's amazing that we could have the opportunity to 650 episodes, 675 episodes in to go ahead and give back to our community. As people were sending those cards in, they asked, can we send 5, 10, 20 more cards to you guys? We'll pay for it, but we wanted them graded with SGC. You guys know SGC is turning cards around in 13 to 14 business days, uh, have incredible customer service, and they're secondary market values are going up day after day after day and that's exciting for the hobby and exciting for the grading landscape so we didn't want to just rush into it we wanted to do it right and what we did was i relocated here to boca raton florida i opened up a p.o box maybe five minutes away from sgc and i will be hand delivering and hand picking up the cards so you don't have to worry about anyone else touching your cards it will be me and I will update you every step of the way. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to personally pick up the cards from a P.O. box, prep them, new card saver, new penny sleeve, and deliver them to SGC every single Tuesday. Why Tuesday? Well, it lets the stragglers over the weekend come back through on Monday and gives me a day to prep. And it basically gives SGC the entire week to work on grading those cards. Once your cards pop, only then at the end of the process will you be paying for the service. It's $25 per card. Simple as that. And the turnaround times have never been faster. We're hearing right now 13, 14, less than 20 business days. So there it is. 9170 Glades Road. Number 135 is the 
P.O. Box in Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. 9170-Glades Road, number 135, Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. Of course, you could shoot me an email or shoot me a text anytime, and I'm always available. Many of you already have my email. It's Goldberg at gmail.com or my cell phone number, 215-519-9154. Reach out with any questions. I could walk you through the process. I've hopped on the call with quite a few of you, and I'm happy to do that. Love you, Luca Nation.